On the line now, I have uh, Robert Moss, uh, Green Community Manager in Toshka. Um, hello, how are you? Good morning. Hello, Good Noel. A- how are you keeping? Good afternoon at this stage. <laughs> okay, now, um, growing your own vegetables and all like that, I um, just want to just mention about the water charges. How much do you think this will affect uh, people, both who, ha- who have their own gardens and take great pride in them, apart, you know, apart from the people like myself who haven't got green fingers? Do you think it will affect in any way? I think it will. Um, the biggest worry, well, not the biggest worry, but uh, potentially the most significant impact could be that it just puts people off. They might decide, well, I'm not going to bother with gardening or I'm not going to bother taking an allotment plot because it's going to cost me an arm and a leg to pay for the water. Mm-hmm. And that would be my biggest worry. Um, generally, I think the impact will be, I hope, somewhat less than, uh, than anticipated, but it's certainly not going to help. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly when we're, we're looking at community gardens and allotments, uh, these communal uh, civic entities that contribute to the betterment of Dublin mm-hmm. as a place to live, work and play. Mm-hmm. Um, we really want to be encouraging these kind of amenities, not putting barriers uh, in the way of these existing um, assets to Dublin as a, as a city mm-hmm. and the creation of more of them. Um, yeah. So I, I, I would certainly like to see Irish Water and the local authorities um, bear that in mind mm-hmm. and miti- mitigate against any uh, potential uh, negative impact that the water metering could, could incur. Mm-hmm. I think myself, Robert, it's such a mess at the moment and there's such a lot of fear out there and they don't seem to have anything settled and never was. And my worry would be for anyone like yourself who deals in, in community gardens and, and people themselves that have gardens, that in the interim while they're waiting for things to settle down and they might have their attitude and maybe the front garden, for instance, where they've been putting off, maybe putting in a big driveway and they love their garden so they don't put them in, but they might say, I would hell right now I'll put the driveway in and you'll have a city of concrete. Yeah, that, that's a very uh, valid point and I hope it doesn't come to pass. Um, I'm also hopeful that we're now entering, you know, autumn, winter, so horticulture tends to, um, well, uh, non-commercial horticulture, gardening, uh, it tends to become a little bit more dormant in the wintertime. People spend less time in the garden. So I'm hoping that when spring arrives, the water situation will be a little bit more uh, transparent. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things do seem to be in a state of flux at the moment. There does seem to be movement and changes being made in terms of who will be charged how much they'll have to pay for, mm-hmm. um, and and so forth. And I think we'll we'll see further developments on into 2015. And and I'm hoping that um, the situation improves. Hope springs eternal. Okay, <laughs> uh, I just sort of wonder how much nature uh, has a big part to play, especially in Ireland with the climate we have. In the, oh, yeah, in in the sort of uh, in the gardens, sort of looking after themselves more or less. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, for the last two years, uh, we've had um, scorching hot summers. Well, by Irish standards, they've been pretty pretty good, um, and the gardens have needed watering. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a few days without water, 
has shown the garden to struggle. Uh, certainly the garden that I have volunteered in over the summer, the Serenity Community Garden in Fibsborough, two or three days without watering, um, the soil is, is dry and compacted and all the vegetables start to bolt and that's it, game mm-hmm. over. Um, you've lost a crop, basically. So that's been the case in 20, uh, thir- 2013 and 2014. We've been very lucky, I suppose, with the weather, but it could be another six or seven years before we, we get another summer where we actually have to seriously water the garden on an ongoing basis. I mean, Prior to that, 2012 was uh, a pretty wet summer. Mm. And there has been an explosion of, of people, of, apart from, uh, I mean, with Bloom and television programmes and all like that, as I say, there's been an explosion of interest in gardens, and especially uh, uh, community gardens in conjunction with uh, the councils and all like that, which has been wonderful uh, for the communities over the past couple of years. Uh, yeah, and that, and that would be... Um a ridiculous situation if if that um, success um, and that positive um, addition to civic life in Dublin in particular, but in other towns across Ireland, if that was lost um, just through you know lack of consideration um, rather than any ill intent, mm-hmm. uh, that would that would be very unfortunate and unnecessary, I think, as well. I mean, um, I, I would see this um, as as a golden opportunity um, in terms of water metering. I mean, none of us want to pay another bill, but mm-hmm. it does, I suppose, um, uh, in, it could potentially incentivize the intelligent use. Uh, or rather avoidance of using treated tap water unnecessarily. Mm -hmm. But what I'd like to see is um, community groups, uh, schools, allotments, and the uh, other civic entities that contribute so much to uh, life in Dublin. Um, I'd like to see them encouraged and supported wherever is practical. And I I think there's a strong argument to actively reward groups, perhaps even individuals, householders, who engage in identifiable water conservation. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to see those who harvest rainwater from their roofs, could they not be rewarded by a discount on their metered water bill? Has there been any talks, by the way, with any of the, the councils in regards to community gardens? I mean, you mentioned, you have plenty of alternatives mentioned here, uh, but can community gardens, for instance, have their own wells? And has there been any talk about among the councils in the respect Absolutely, there, ha- there, there has been and there is. Um, there's a number of wells now that have been uh, bored um, artesian tube wells uh, within Dublin, within central Dublin. Um, in the Serenity Community Garden, we installed a well in 2012. Now, it took two years of um, negotiating with Dublin City Council because it wasn't a request that they had every day, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dublin City Council was supportive, as was the um, Community Foundation for Ireland, uh, and their Community Growers Fund paid for the well. Um, the whole system cost about €2,700, which is a significant amount of money, but not beyond the um, capabilities of a voluntary group to raise if they put their mind to it. Mm-hmm. It's a one-off charge. Um, and that paid for the uh, well to be drilled and for a hand pump to be installed okay. and, and that's given given us access to um, extracted water non-treated tap water okay so 
that that is a possibility. Um, it the the project it did take a while. It, it was quite a long, ongoing project. We had to get the right permissions. We had to make sure that there weren't any issues with um, uh, drainage uh, in terms of existing. Uh, water pipes and uh, drainage pipes and uh, underlying electrical cables and such. Um, so it's not as simple as, uh, you know, mm-hmm. just drilling a well uh, one day. You do have to do quite a little bit of work to make sure the site is suitable and that you have all the correct permissions and you're not going to uh, impact on any of the other residents. Yeah. But uh, in theory, there's no reason why a amenity such as an allotment or community garden shouldn't uh, access groundwater instead of using uh, expensive treated tap water. Yeah, and as well as that, I mean, if there's a lot of people in the community garden, so 2,000 uh, euro wouldn't be a, a much among a few people putting money together either, I suppose. If you look at it um, Well, yeah, I mean, and as I mentioned, there are um, sources of funding for um, community gardens and other uh, voluntary organisations. Um, so... It's a worthwhile project that could potentially uh, be, be funded by a, uh, a funding body mm-hmm. such as the Community Foundation for Ireland, um, perhaps the local authority. Local Agenda 21 is a source, uh, an annual source of funding. Um, so that, that is an opportunity, but um, as I say, it depends on the site of the garden, who owns yes. the site, and the, the potential impact that it could have on the surrounding uh, residents. It sounds like but that's, sa- just, that's just one of, yeah. of a number of options that are out there. Yeah, but it sounds as well like that when you're dealing, you're getting, trying to get things done uh, in Ireland, whether it's the government or whatever they put forward, whatever they plan to do, they seem to always uh, put it on the, the long finger. It takes so long to get something done, which is, I'm sure, it must be frustrating for any agencies that are trying to do it. Community gardens trying to do it, getting permission. It must be very frustrating. That's all I can say about that, really. Um, talking about uh, rainwater harvesting, you mentioned that, that people doing that. Um, w- what sort of uh, way would you coordinate that? Because I look at a lot of uh, the hardware shops or any of the big hardware companies and they're selling these uh, gadgets that you can stick onto your downpipe and all that sort of carry into big barrels. Is this one of the alternatives you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would obviously need a uh, flat roof, um that you can access uh, within close proximity of the garden. Uh, there's, there's no point having it um, half a block away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need the permission of whoever's flat roof it is. Um, and also, you know, you need to site the rain barrel um, so it's not obstructing anyone or, you know, causing any potential mm-hmm. um, safety hazards. Um, so, that, you know, there's considerations there. And Harvesting rainwater has been a um, a tactic used by um, quite a number of uh, different community gardens. And what, do you, um, and what do you mean by water recycling, uh, Robert? That's using uh, grey water, basically. So, I mean, uh, it could be shower water, bath water, um, any non-fouled household water. Um, so, it's... Is there any known Using that water um, and storing it for use outside, I mean, that could obviously be used to um, water the garden, 
potentially to wash the car as well. Mm. Is there any, um, any no-nos that people should know about? For instance, if if you, I don't know, if you say you're washing Delphi and you have a fairy liquid in it or whatever detergent you have, or if you're washing a floor and again you have detergents in it, is there anything you shouldn't throw on your... Yeah, I wouldn't use detergents or any household chemicals. Okay. Um, my shower water's fine, bath water's fine. Um Anything that has a high concentration of stuff like bleach, obviously. I mean, but what you'd be doing is just um, uh, injuring the uh, plant life and potentially yourself as well, of course, mm-hmm. if uh, you're using uh, contaminated water uh, on uh, vegetables that you plan to eat. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, there's an element of common sense there. Um, grey water recycling, such grey water recycling, it's, it's not unknown in, in more rural areas. Um, it's uh, used where the, the grey water from the household is introduced to the garden. And sometimes it's filtered through a reed bed. Mm-hmm. Um, reeds, Phragmites reeds, they have um, a capacity to, to remove a lot of the... Uh, harmful uh, bacteria from cam- contaminated water. So they're, they're often used as an alternative to conventional waste treatment plants because uh, the reed beds remove the uh, bacteria from mm. um, not only grey water, but also uh, sewage water as well. Okay. So when you obviously met- you need a fair-sized a fair garden to introduce a... Um, a, a treatment plant using uh, reed bed filtering. Okay. Now, when you talk about making the soil more resistant to drought, uh, how can you do that? Uh, using mulching, basically. I mean, what you're doing there is you're putting on the um, the soil a layer that stops evaporation. And you find um, even, you know, uh, simple materials such as um, cut grass, you know, from your lawn. I mean, mm-hmm. if you put that like around your flower beds, around the roses and such, you won't have to water them um, okay. nearly as much as you would if it was bare soil that was exposed to the uh, to the air and the sunshine. And um, that's one alternative. You know, some people use cardboard uh, or wood chip. And what you're doing basically is you're protecting the soil from the um, the sun and the uh, reducing the evaporation of, of its water content. And you have a website now with all these tips on it and alternatives. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Dublin Community Growers uh, website is is worthwhile having a look to find out what's going on. Um, on what events are planned, that's at worldwideweb.dcg.ie. If anyone's specifically interested in water conservation, I'd advise they look at the Green Home website. Uh, Green Home is an uh, Antashka uh, educational program, and what it, what it seeks to do is save householders money by cutting down on their resource usage, you know, mm-hmm. unnecessary use of electricity, water, um, uh, wastage of food, that kind of thing. And that's at worldwideweb.greenhome.ie. And there's actually an event coming up. Uh, you mentioned uh, that I, I manage the Green Communities program. I have a Green Communities uh, resource usage workshop that's coming up. Uh, that will be held at the Bowling Club on Queen's Road in Shankill, uh, south, south Dublin. Oh, uh, well, Dunleary, Rathdown. Um, that's going to be on Thursday, the 27th of November. Okay. It'll be b- between 7 
and 9 p.m., 7 uh, in the evening till uh, 9 p.m. So if anyone wants to come along, it's free to come along to that. It's in the bowling club on the Queen's Road, Shankill. And uh, if anyone wants to come, find out more about how they can reduce their um, uh, wastage of water, energy, and save money on on, uh, transport and uh, cut down on the amount of food wastage a household can potentially incur. Mm -hmm. They're free to come along. They can give me a call. My number is 086-357-9663. Okay, I'll give those numbers out uh, during the course. But I'd say you'll get a lot, a lot of people there. There's a lot more people interested in water, conservation, and gardens all combined together now. And uh, you should get lots and lots of people there, of course. I hope so. I mean, there is a, uh, you know... There, there, there is a, re, a reasonable, um, I suppose, you, you could say that um, water conservation is important and therefore water metering is a good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are very unhappy about how it's been implemented thus well, far. Well, I but could when be... we're in the situation where we're having to divert the Shannon to provide water to Dublin then something has clearly got out of hand, and I would say there's a lack of water husbandry at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping in the medium to long term, water metering will help address that. But as I said, you know, there should also be support as well. Um, community groups and householders, I think they should be rewarded as well as punished. That's a good idea, because I, I think a lot of people are quite cynical and don't think this is about water conservation at all. Uh, but there you go. That's that's the argument that's going on as well at the moment. But in the meantime, they should look up uh, your website and uh, get every, uh, check everything out. But also that uh, Green Community event in Dunleary on the 27th of November. And I'll give out your number again, Robert. But thanks very much for talking to us here, uh, here on Air FM. Thank you very much, Noel. Thanks, Robert. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that's Robert Moss. And he's... Uh, Green Community Manager with Antoshka, and he's also author of the Dublin City Guide to Community Gardening. Always wonderful to talk to Robert.